This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 21st, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Key Republican balls climate bill. House Dems seek changes in GSP trade law. Corn and sorghum exports to China stay strong. Key House Republican says he's considering a climate bill. The Senate could vote soon on the Growing Climate Solution Act, a bill intended to speed the development of ag carbon markets, but it's not yet clear what the House will do with the legislation. Representative Glenn Thompson, the top Republican on the House Agriculture Committee, has been strongly critical of the bill, but tells AgriPulse he's listening to its advocates. I'm kind of tearing it apart right now, looking at the technical aspects of it, Thompson said. He said a big part of what the bill does is, quote, create more government. The GCSA would authorize USDA to certify technical advisors and credit verifiers. The bill's lead House sponsor, Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger, tells AgriPulse it could get consideration in the House Ag Committee very, very soon. Spanberger chairs the subcommittee that oversees conservation programs. For more on the bill and this week's Ag Policy Agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. House Democrats seek changes in the GSP trade law. House Democrats on the Ways and Means Committee have introduced a bill to reauthorize the Generalized System of Preferences, a program that allows developing countries to avoid some duties on exports to the U.S. that through December 31, 2024. But the House Democrats, led by Trade Subcommittee Chairman and Oregon Democrat Earl Blumenauer, want to add provisions to require recipient countries to meet new labor and environmental standards in order to participate. The GSP expired January 1, but the bill would make the program's benefits retroactive. Blumenauer said in a statement that the proposed changes to the GSP and other trade programs, quote, are an important step toward remedying long-standing problem and inefficiencies and aligning our trade policies to better serve the needs of American workers and global communities. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. corn and sorghum exports to China stay strong in early June. U.S. exporters continued to ship corn and sorghum to China at a strong pace in the week of June 4th to 10th. That, according to the latest weekly trade data from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, the U.S. shipped a total of about 1.7 million metric tons of corn during the week. China, again, the primary destination. China took 615,000 tons and Japan about 550,000 tons, according to the FAS report. 
China was again the only export destination for U.S. sorghum exports for the June 4 to 10 period. The U.S. shipped 116,000 tons of sorghum to China for the week. Uh, take note, China's still importing pork from the U.S., but Mexico was the biggest destination for shipments in that seven-day period. The U.S. shipped 15,600 tons of pork to Mexico and 8,800 tons to China. Vilsack, rural broadband critical for carbon sequestration practices. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says broadband will be crucial for farmers to quantify carbon sequestration practices on farms. Vilsack visited with farmers in central Virginia on Friday with Democrat Abigail Spanberger, the chair of the House Ag Committee's Conservation and Forestry Subcommittee. Appropriate broadband speeds when it comes to download speeds will be absolutely essential to be able to verify, certify, and quantify carbon sequestration capacity through farms like this, Vilsack told reporters. By the way, during Vilsack's visit, Spanberger said farmers raised concerns about President Joe Biden's proposal to tax capital gains at death, effectively ending the stepped-up basis for inherited assets. Spanberger tells AgriPulse she's working to make sure the special protections and provisions that have allowed family farms to stay within families continue. Under Biden's proposal, taxes owed on farm assets would be deferred as long as the family keeps it in operation. Senate Ag readies for cattle market hearing. The Senate Agriculture Committee is set to dive into market transparency from cattle to consumer prices in a hearing Wednesday afternoon. Producer groups have pressured Capitol Hill on the subject recently, arguing packer profit margins have increased. While there are a lot of different opinions from groups on what a bill to address the issue could look like, Nebraska Republican Deb Fisher thinks a consensus can be reached. I think we will get together, my colleagues and I, Senator Chuck Grassley and I, to get a bill to move forward, Fisher told AgriPulse, clarifying it was a bipartisan effort. Fisher has introduced a bill with Democratic Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon that would establish regional cash minimums. Senator Grassley's bill with Senator John Tester of Montana would require meat processors to purchase a minimum of 50% of weekly volume of beef slaughter on the spot market. By the way, the hearing is expected to include testimony from three economists and representatives from producer groups. According to sources, invites went out to Rabobank animal protein analyst Dustin Aaron. Kansas State Ag Economics Professor Glenn Tonsor, University of Missouri Rural Sociology Associate Professor Mary Hendrickson, Kansas beef producer Mark Gardner, and South Dakota auctioneer Justin Tupper. Gardner, the chairman of the U.S. Premium Beef, Tupper, who runs the St. Ann Livestock in western South Dakota, will testify on behalf of producer groups, Gardner on behalf of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and Tupper on behalf of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Here's today's He Said It. Pollination plays a vital role in the health of our national forests and grasslands, which provide forage, fish, and wildlife, timber, water, mineral resources, and recreational opportunities, as well as enhanced economic development opportunities for communities across Wisconsin. 
that Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers in a proclamation for National Pollinator Week from June 21st to 27th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 21st, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.